This is episode 6-4 of Free as in Freedom. I'm Karen Sandler. And I'm Bradley Kuhn. This is Free as in Freedom. So, Karen, we are beginning, uh, slowly but shortly, our Copyleft Conf interviews. This will be the first. I'm so excited. Copyleft Conf was, as I think most of our listeners know, Copyleft Conf uh, had its first iteration this year. Um, and uh, I was expecting it to be an event of like 50 people, but instead it was 150 people. Um, and there were great conversations and um, some great talks and overall just an incredible energy. So I was really, I know I said that before our FOSDEM keynote that I didn't sleep at all. I was so excited for Copy Left Conf that the same thing happened on Sunday night before Copy Left Conf. And I couldn't sleep at all because I was just way too excited for Copy Left Conf. I think I slept like an hour or two. And it was, uh, it was Mostly what I really hoped it would be. I was really happy with the event. And we, we did a bunch of interviews. And so we have talks as well that will we'll also... And also, uh, folks should remember to call... Uh, not call, but write in uh, to tell us if they feel they would rather have... Um, they would rather have us cover the talks and ha- play the talks before the interviews. So, cause we have interviews with people and we're going to play some of the talks and the interviews we did with them. So people should tell us whether they want the talks in the audio or not. Definitely. When you said people should call in, I was, <laughs> I thought callers are standing by. <laughs> callers are standing <laughs> you, mean, you mean operators. It's not callers that stand by. It's the operators by. who stand by. <laughs> it's late. Well, you know, when they, you know, so, so, so the, you know, they still have these infomercials, which I actually watch, you know, so then in the middle of the night, if you turn the TV on, they still have those infomercials like that. And they always have a website now that they're, they're actually very similar to the way they were in the eighties when you and I were kids, but they, Oh, I'm way younger than you, Bradley. Don't forget. Okay. <laughs> so, so they still have, they're still similar in that regard, but one, one change that they've made, which is weird. Which is, if the line is busy, they say now they say the line is busy, please try calling again. But when are lines oh. busy now? Don't they just put you on hold? I, I, I don't... I think it's super weird to have anything where you need to call anyone. Well, yeah, Don't they know that everyone hates using phones? I like using phones. There's nothing wrong with phones. Uh, I, don't, I don't see what people have issues with phones. Anyway. Yeah, so I'm te- teaching at... Um, uh, at Columbia Law School this semester, and the um, the students are doing this um, externship where they practice law at a nonprofit organization. And uh, the way that the nonprofit works is that there's uh, like a whole th- like they have to take calls and they have to make calls. And uh, these students are so nervous because they've never had to call anyone in their entire lives, and it's like the worst for them. They're totally freaked out. It's kind of hilarious. I don't know. I mean, hilarious, not hilarious. I'm not, uh, I, it's a good experience for them, um, to get, you know, to get comfortable with that. But it's, it's a, it's a really interesting statement on our, uh, the lack of phone culture now that none of these students are comfortable using the phone at all. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, uh, this is the problem with the society in general. <laughs> anyway, so someone who is actually closer to our age, uh, 
Uh, Dan Lynch is uh, is our producer, and people have known him for a long time as our producer. He's been on the air only a very few times on our show. He has a number of podcasts that he's done historically. He was the co-host of Linux Outlaws when Linux Outlaws used to run, and was uh, also ran a podcast called Rat Hole Radio for many years, where he played music because he's a musician. And uh, now he co-hosts uh, Hollywood Outlaws with uh, his uh, old uh, Linux Outlaws partner, Fab uh, Chanel. Um, and so, uh, anyway, people don't hear his voice that often on our show. So we decided we would record an interview with him, uh, and folks can hear that now and listen to uh, what, uh, what Dan had to say, at least on the day of Copyleft Conf back in February. And I think we say this during the recording, but it's so exciting to have his voice on the show since he's been such a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't be able to do the show without Dan. So with that, uh, let's uh, let's listen to our interview with Dan Lynch from back in February. We're here at the first Copyleft Conference, and we're here with a very special guest. So, Karen, we've heard uh, a number of different interviews. We weren't able to get everybody uh, that gave a talk to give an additional interview, uh, but we're going to link to all the talks in the show notes. We are pretty sure all the talks got recorded, and some of them are going to be on the podcast, some of them aren't, but we'll make sure people on the podcast know to go find the additional audio. But there was a special thing that happened, a special thing that's never happened before. Our producer, Dan Lynch, whom you know from Linux Outlaws fame and a dozen other podcasts that currently have a podcast about the television show Bosch, Fab and Dan have made a reunion. Dan is here. He's been acting as audio engineer for our on-site recordings, but this is the first time, people. Get ready. You will hear Dan Lynch's voice on this podcast for the first time. Dan Lynch, welcome to the actual show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. I felt like I should do some kind of fake voice when you. I was going to. Hi, it's great to be here. <laughs> um, but I can't do that. My voice is not going to like Leo Sayer or something. But my voice won't take that. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Thank you. So, how have you been enjoying Copy Love Conf? Great. It's really good. I like it. I, li- I like the venue a lot. Um, I really do. I think it's it's really nice. It's got a nice kind of atmosphere. Um, to kind of paint a picture for the people who are listening, we're sat in a, a nice couch kind of arrangement, you know, some comfy couches and stuff downstairs in what could very well be some kind of makerspace looking <laughs> at it. It's, you know, there's bikes. Dan always and, looking for where he can build another makerspace. Yeah, there's bikes and racks of tools and things. So, yeah, it's very cool. I like it. It's very cool. Um, and also the location's really good, actually, for for the venue. And um, lots of cool content, nice content. In so should we, tell our, we should tell our listeners that uh, long, long ago, back before time began. In the mists of time. In the mists of time. We raised $2,500 to send Dan to a conference. Those of you who donate to that, this is the culmination. This is the moment we've gotten Dan uh, on a, well, I guess, trains, various trains, many trains. Two trains. Two trains. Uh, he, uh, you came to Fosdom, you saw our keynote, and now you're here at Copyleft Conf the day after Fosdom. So how mm. does it feel, Dan, to finally fulfill the listeners' dreams <laughs> to come to a conference they wanted you to come to? It's great. And and I, I definitely want to make sure to, to give a big thank you to everyone. If, you did, if you're listening to this and you did uh, donate money to that, then I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that that's very kind uh, it's great it's the first time i've been to fosdem in 
seven, at least seven years. Um, so it's a it's, pity. It's such a small conference. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's a small kind of bijou event that I don't usually bother with. But yeah, um, yeah six thousand people. Yeah. It's just it's just not enough. Yeah, I can't they get to ten k? What's the problem? Well, it's not as big as something like Og Camp, which I should plug. It's coming back. Um, uh, oh, you're getting ten k at Og Camp this year? Uh, hopefully, we've booked an arena, so I'm going to be on my own in an arena. <laughs> no, we haven't booked an arena. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's been good. So actually, just to squeeze in a kind of plug there as soon as, as, soon as I'm, uh, I've got an opportunity um, yeah Og Camp is a, is a free well it's a free software open source community event Karen's been once and done a talk for us many years ago it's got a and free culture component too right it's got free culture so the reason uh, especially with the audience of this kind of show I should probably explain people go why is it called Og Camp and what does it mean it, it was a, a name that I came up with very quickly and just went that'll do because it's a bar camp kind of format and I was like I want something that, that says that it's about technology and culture and audio, and I did a lot of music in Og Vorbis format. So I thought I'd just Og Camp, that'll do. And I wasn't really, I thought it'd be like a one-time thing. I think it's great because Og really s- signals the, yeah, the it, openness it and does. sharing. Yeah, it's not MP3 camp, so mm-hmm. there's that. Um, so um, yeah, so it's the 10th anniversary event is coming up in Manchester, uh, October the 19th and 20th, uh, 2019, obviously. You can go to ogcamp.org, which is O-G-G-C-M-P.org. Uh, there's not a lot on there at the moment, but we will as we go, because it's, it's eight, eight, nine months away at the moment, so we're still putting it together. But I'd encourage anyone who's listening to this who's into free software and stuff like that, and you want to come along and talk, we're going to have some interesting speakers. We're going to be getting people together. It's what I always wanted it to be, was the kind of closest we could do to FOSDEM in the UK, I suppose. And it's not as big as FOSDEM, but we, we get about five. 500 people something like that and and it's good and it, and oh, yeah i'd encourage people to come on okay enough of the plug for that for oh no but i actually have a question about so mm-hmm. uh those of us that live in in the united states so so we hear the name manchester yeah and i know manchester because there's apparently some sports team called manchester united oh, don't. <laughs> so uh, I, so this is some sports team well so i don't yeah. follow i don't follow the sports or the, the, the sport. footballs how could you not Mm-hmm. know this so what i know about it is actually and dan and i are sorry. i just want to correct myself i just the way that i just said that is not the way you should say anything to anybody when they tell you they don't know something you should say oh you don't know that we're so excited to tell you about manchester united the thing is karen knows is that i'm, I'm playing i'm playing uh, i'm playing silly for the for, 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 for the for the radio for the listeners you see. for the listeners it's for yeah. the listeners uh, for but the but uh, so, so so dan and i we've, we've been talking all, so dan and i we, we, we went on a a weird walking tour of of, of, of of brussels last night because i routed us to the uh, to the wrong indian place that had reviews that people had gotten sick at it and i was like shoot this was the wrong one we got to go all, all the way back to the other one we did yeah. have a nice nice uh, nice curry. an hour of walking around yeah, yeah it's true it's true i felt bad about good. that we had a nice Curry in the end, but uh, but the uh, but the we were talking a lot about how we're both big fans of various different pop cultures. So so actually, mm. the thing I know about Manchester United and and um, and football in the UK is uh, is the IT Crowd episode, which I'm sure you're familiar with. And and I actually think it has great advice for people like me who don't know about sport. Uh, which is there's that line in there where where that the, they realize that all they have to say, whoever whatever team the t- team supporter they're talking to or anything, they just say, "Did you see that ludicrous display last night?" Yeah. How realistic is that? I have to ask. How realistic is, is, is that? Does that work? If, if somebody starts talking to me about football, well, if I, I get really in the cab 
cab if I get in a cab in the UK and somebody and the cab driver is talking to me about football, if I just say, "Yeah, I saw that ludicrous display," I wouldn't say that. I'd probably just say, "Did you see the game last night?" Or uh, the game, like okay, because it depends. But um, and you see, I don't know. I, I I'm a I am a sports fan. Yeah. So which team? Which team do you support? So I'm I'm a bit disappointed that you keep mentioning Manchester United because I'm from I'm from Liverpool and Liverpool and Man- Manchester United or Man United as we call them are like arch rivals. Yeah, you're arch rivals. Okay. Yeah. So so, um, so make the, make the elevator pitch on why people should support. What's Liverpool's team? People, people should support Liverpool. Liverpool yeah. Oh right. Okay. Because because we're the best. And uh, <laughs> so it, it's obvious. I mean, we 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 well no, they're they're both great rivals and and two of two the two most successful teams in the league over the years. I think we like won it twenty times each, roughly over the you know last hundred years or something. So it, it's very yeah. I would say supporters because Liverpool's the best city in the world, other cities notwithstanding. Um, and Karen's looking at me now because although we twinned with New York, so and to be fair, yeah. we were here first, and then you went over there and went or you left us for whatever reason and went over there. Some people did to create New York. Um, so yeah, um, I think yeah to, to support Liverpool because they're great and they're, and we have a lot of fun and we. You know, and we're not the kind of arch enemy of, of uh, the problem with, with uh, traditionally, I think people don't like from where we are. It's it's actually so, OK, not to go on too long about this. It goes way beyond like sports. Um, the two cities, uh, so Liverpool and Manchester are roughly, well, I don't know, 35, 30, 30 miles, 35 miles apart. So big as you get in those situations, the neighbours don't necessarily get on. Um, so Liverpool is on the coast, and we—it's the shipping. It was the shipping capital of the world when uh, historically, and all the stuff, all the goods went out and came in through Liverpool. Manchester's inland a bit, and they did industry. They had the cotton industry, so it really goes back to the times when um, cotton used to come into Liverpool, and then it would have to be transported on to Manchester inland. So in Liverpool, we put a tax on that because we don't like them. So we put a tax on that. So they then got annoyed and built a thing called the Manchester Ship Canal, which now means that all the boat, all the ships, which are very old, but the ships could then go bypass Liverpool down this canal, like 40 miles inland to Manchester, to Salford, Salford Keys, Manchester, which is a kind of like right next to Manchester. Um, and it was like a civil engineering battle. And then you've got on from that, you've got the, the music thing. They think their music's better than ours. I was going to ask you which where have better music, but I, well, I, we I want to actually tie it back to free and open source software. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, so back to free software. So the amazing thing for me is that you, you've been producing our show since the beginning. Yeah, is it nearly 10 years? Something like that? I have no idea. Right. Yeah. It may be yeah. 10 years, yeah. And I have all these questions because oh. it, it, I don't, we don't see you do it. We, we barely, you know, like we, we talk a little but. Do you listen to the shows? Do you have that's to listen really to the shows? Good, yeah. Do you actually listen to them? This is the point that's where I admit lot. I've never heard it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds incredibly material. good considering you've never heard it. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. No, tell, well, tell us I, the honest I, answer. No, no, I can tell you the honest answer. So what happens is, um, uh, so there's a yeah, I get basically it, it depends on how you've recorded. So you used to record in the same room, and that was obviously a bit easier for me to progress to, to produce, but it doesn't matter. So the first thing I'll do is get each recording, remote recording sync them together, you know, line them up so you sound like you're talking to each other properly. And then um, I will generally listen to them. It depends how long the section is, though. I've got to admit, there are some of them where if, I'll, if I'm pressed for time and it's going to take me, say, an hour to edit this section and I know that it sounds good, I'll just skip through and take sections every now and again and go, yeah, it sounds good, still sounds good, still sounds good. And then I'll just let it, you know, 
assume that the rest of it's good. Yeah. And one, of, one of the fascinating things you told me, so so uh, the, I, the, our listeners probably noticed that we've pushed really hard uh, since we picked up again recording uh, because we're remote to make the segment shorter because uh, you said that basically timing things cause, even though Karen and I do a sync, so what I do is I, I take my headphones off where I hear Karen so that Karen can be heard on my recording and then use that for a sync point. But then you said even though that we have that sync point at the beginning, the two audio eventually drift, drift a tiny yeah. bit. So so what's the, what's the, can you explain a little bit the phenomenon of why that happens i wish i could um so it's to do with the i mean you'll probably be better better equipped to um to talk about this anyway it's basically to do with the processing speeds of different recorders and so on and eventually they'll drift a little bit but it's only microseconds or milliseconds sorry um so in a kind of 10 minute recording you wouldn't notice over an hour it gets bigger and bigger until you get up to say five ten seconds of difference which is terrible for a conversation because you then end up talking on top of each other but it's to do with the types of recorders the only solution i've found for that so far is to make sure you rec you record because even between different laptops or pcs whatever you want whatever you're using you can get this even if you're using the same software and the same kind of in bit rates and all the rest of it um so i can't it, believe you've never listened to a single episode <laughs> i have listened to i know that's not what i said as a lawyer you should know that you, you can't say things that i didn't isn't say. that my job Do, well, i i i didn't what to I defame didn't, me and no, no i i didn't <laughs> I, you didn't you didn't say so i, I okay all right okay that's true i didn't say that no I, I i i suppose yeah i listen to i listen to most of them but yeah it's just a phenomenon that seems to happen and the only solution i found is to use exactly the same hardware and the same mm -hmm. so on uh so uh, very, uh, the, the recorder that we're using right now which i shouldn't advertise heavily because no, it's probably not running free software it's well, got some they, kind they, of they've heard they've heard it. our fazen keynote so they know that there's some prior software yeah, in our lives so it's too, probably yeah. it's a zoom h4n but it has some kind of firmware in it i don't know it does seem to boot up when you switch it on but um i've got one of these and now fab's got exactly the same recorder and we don't get any drift at all because we're using the same oh, really? recorder. So it does make a difference. Um, but I don't know why you get that phenomenon. It's just a processing thing. Yeah. So, um, so another thing I wanted to ask you about. So, so you, we were talking last night about how you're, you really are, were originally a musician, an audio engineer. It sounded like you did some time as a roadie, even as an yeah, audio engineer I did, roadie. Yeah, I did tours with bands. And, yeah. yeah. And then, and then, so you went back. Oh, Karen has a question. I didn't have a mic the microphone. Which bands? Oh, not anyone you would have heard of. Although. Um, back to New York, Link. My friend, my best friend, was the um, monitor engineer for Fun Loving Criminals, who I love. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, but but then you you went but you went back back to get a bachelor's degree in computer science, and then you got into free software. And so I'm just curious, like what what led you down the path to not just get into computer science, but also to get interested in free software after being a, a musician yeah. and an audio engineer geek. On the confession front, so the thing is, I was before I was in free software or open source, or whatever you want to call it, I was very much not in free software. I started off in my software career doing Microsoft stuff. Uh, .NET development. So yeah, very well. Very quickly, what happened was yeah, I was doing music. Um, I was really young at the time. I, I finished uh, the job that I had. I was made redundant basically. So I got made redundant, and then um, I needed something else to do. At the age of twenty, I was like, I'm getting made redundant. Do I want to keep trying to trek around the world with? Well, maybe just even just trek around the country. Mostly in my case, because it's not very well paid. The uh, the understanding is in that in that industry that you get young people in and if you ever want to get anywhere you need to do it for like fifty years not fifty years but for, say twenty years to kind of get somewhere and it was really low paid and hard work and I thought I love this but I, maybe I could do something else so I, I've always loved computers I was really into computers as a kid I used to you know play a lot of games and even code little games and things so I just went and did a computer science degree because I thought that's cool and and it would might be something I could do and there's jobs in computer science more so than 
audio engineering, uh, steady jobs. So then I worked for the NHS in the UK, uh, the health service, doing .NET development at the time. Um, and I suppose it was proprietary software because we didn't release our source, although I wouldn't even really have been that aware of whether it was or not at the time. It was just software development. You don't and, know until you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So And then eventually, so actually when I was um, playing around, I played around with Linux, or sorry, GNU plus Linux one time. So, uh, and... Uh, yeah, I thought I should say it properly since I'm on the show. Um, but um, yeah, I did that and I, I got into that and then that kind of led down the source of, because I was doing web development and so much of that is in languages which are, you know, uh, well, the languages themselves and the, and the platforms and stuff. You've got PHP and Python and Perl at that time, although I don't want to upset anyone, Perl's still around, still very popular, but not so much in the web It's space. still my best language. Well, there you go. But it's, it, there's not as much web development going on in Agreed. Perl as there Agreed. once was. Um, so that kind of led me down that, and that was great. So the web development was the gateway drug, and, and I actually got ethically kind of interested in it, if you like. I thought, actually, this is what I like. I like the, the, the ethos of this. So, uh, so another thing that, that was kind of amazing to me, uh, I, I, I've, I've said this to you before privately, I think I might have even said it on the show, but never with you here, because oh. it's the first time you're here, mm-hmm. uh, is it's really, uh, it's really impressive to me. I, I think you and Fab uh, made a huge contribution, because I, I really felt, I mean, there, there are some, some uh, I, I'm going to go as far as to say, there's some toxic uh, uh, podcasts out there, um, <laughs> and you and Fab, while while you 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 were a little edgy, I mean that's for sure. You were called <laughs> Linux Outlaws. Um, yeah, I yeah. felt you, and it was an edgy show for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was always uh, you know it was always entertaining, and I think it didn't cross any lines. And and I I, I felt like you were really a, a seminal uh, group of uh, of people doing podcasting about uh, free software and Linux. And so because I started listening to your show, and I remember at one point I told you and Fab that you know we we, we basically wanted your blessing to start this show because. I, yeah. I felt like you were the you were the old guard, and like I remember Fab saying something like 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 wait, wait I'm like in my twenties and like I'm, what am I right? You guys are the famous people, but I mean I felt you were much more famous to me. You're being on the podcast, you 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 done it, and you and you stuck with it, and and it was a, it was a really long running show. It was a long running show. It ran for eight years. No, yeah. Eight, seven, eight years, um, and we had 370 episodes, each of wow. some of them two hours long. So that's a lot of audio. Um, yeah, it was good. I would say we tried to be fair. We just said it the way that we felt was, you know, just however we felt. We didn't always sugarcoat. We didn't ever really sugarcoat things. If we thought something was bad, we would call it that. Maybe not in those terms, but um, yeah, we didn't like attack people or something. It was just a genuine. We maybe don't like this for this reason. So we tried to be fair. It's interesting that you say you thought we were really famous because I, I don't know. The thing with that show was that I never thought anyone would listen to it. We never thought the people we were talking about would hear what we were saying because we were like, <laughs> they're never going to hear it. And then within a, within a year, we were getting emails from people that we were talking about in the story saying, I think you're wrong about that, however. So it's cool. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, actually, that's, uh, I took that piece of advice from you because one of the things that, that you had said that to me at the time uh, when we were starting Freeze and Freedom, and I, I, I really took from that that just make the podcast for yourself. You know, Karen and I just talk about things that are interesting to us, and we discovered a listener base um, because if you're, if you're talking about something that's not interesting to you, it's not going to be engaging to the listeners anyway. And so that's, you were always finding the things that were interesting to you and Fab to just mm. talk about, you know, and it was just two friends sitting there talking. And that's actually become, you know, since podcasting kind of took off, off yeah. in the mainstream because yeah, it's now yeah. huge in the mainstream huge, uh, yeah. there's a lot of podcasts that are just two people talking about something they're interested in and they do very well mm. it's interesting that it was 12 years ago we started the show and i regularly meet people now who say to me i've been podcasting a really long time and i'm really into it and i say oh yeah when did you start and it's like five years ago and i, and I don't ever really pull them up on it but i really <laughs> want to go what 
you're not old school. You're like new at this. Anyway, but it doesn't really matter. But um, on the podcast room, very quickly before we wrap it up, because I know we'll have to get going in a sec, um, I am doing a few new shows, as you said. There's the one that I'm doing with, with Fab, which is about Bosch, the television program and the, and the book series, uh, which is Hollywood Outlaws, it's called. That was his idea, not mine. Because um, I said Hollywood makes me think of specifically movies. But anyway, um, so yeah, there's that. And also I'm doing a show, if there's any anyone listening who's, I imagine there's a cross-section of people who listen who are probably into, say, pop culture, comic books specifically tv as well stuff like that i uh, i do a show called tales of the unattested which i was telling karen about last night because i what a I great the, name i love the name I, i'm ludicrously ludicrously proud of the fact that i came up with that name so it's uh, yeah it's really good and i do that with my friend uh, caroline who who was here briefly uh, at fosdem as well and she got to have a look around which was great um so if you're interested in that um you can go to unattested.club and join the unattested club and listen to the podcast. Is there a, a website where uh, where you aggregate all of the links to your various things? Yeah, danlynch.org is probably the best place. If you head there, then you'll find links to all the podcasts and things. And I'm only going to ask you this. I, I kind of know the answer, but uh, listeners are probably going to ask why we didn't ask us. Uh, Rat Hole Radio ever coming back? Oh, uh, not at the moment. Although, interestingly, we did have some talks today about music, and I've been talking to some people about Creative Commons music specifically. And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll pass the mantle to them, but give them the. Hey, the... hey, hey we, uh, Karen and I are the are the are the um, leaders of maybe, right? I mean, that's what yeah. we said for years about the hiatus. Yeah, maybe we'll be coming back soon. So, so we're, we're with to, you on that. Yeah. We, we we like Keep the maybe suspense going. Yeah, and I'm I'm really so so I uh, our listeners know that I make a lot of pop culture references on Freeze mm-hmm. and Freedom, and Karen looks at me like when when do you have time to like consume this pop culture? Which you know that's you know the the secret is that I have that twenty minutes where I watch an episode of something and fall asleep. I watch the same episode like every night and so I get, get through it in a it. week right because I fall asleep 20 minutes in and then I you know and so forth um, each night but I did watch all of Bosch uh, about about last year so and, and I thought it was a pretty good show so I, and I actually like Fab's name because uh, for those who aren't fans of the series no spoilers uh, mm. uh, here but he's uh, he's obviously a, a, a detective in the Hollywood district uh, in right, Los yeah, Angeles yeah, so yeah, it, right. it fits as a name Hollywood uh, Karen is yawning as we discuss Bosch um, uh, she's, she's like why are we not talking about soft free software and software freedom we're at CopyLeftComp. We're at CopyLeftComp. Yeah. So, 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 I guess final question, Dan. Um, what, what, what does Dan Lynch think about CopyLeft? I think it's great. I think I've I've always supported CopyLeft, and actually, I've had discussions with many people about. It's funny talking to you two because obviously you're you're the, you know, you're the experts on licensing and so on. But among my kind of friends, I'm seen as the license nerd, like the good person, because I can say to them, well, Apache Two means this and that and whatever because people don't understand the importance of copyleft which i try and i try and promote uh, i mean there's nothing necessarily wrong with permissive licenses but i i think i have this opinion that if if it, maybe it's a cynical opinion but if you don't like kind of get people to share if you don't kind of in some way enforce sharing on people you can't always rely on goodwill there are some people who will not share and participate in the in the community unless they don't have another choice so when you're in any of these debates do you ever do you ever say to somebody when they're where they're really pushing on you hard do you ever say well i'm telling you karen sandler taught me that karen sandler's a friend of mine you <laughs> sir are no karen sandler yeah, I haven't uh, uh, said that, but now I will. Yeah, <laughs> now I will. <laughs> what is that? So that is a, that is a, a famous quote from a political debate. Uh, now I'm on the spot, and I have to remember which one. I believe it was. Uh, it was I, I know the the actual quote is, "I knew John Kennedy. John Kennedy was a friend of mine. That's you, right. sir, yeah, are no right. John That's Kennedy." Right. And, I, and I forget who was it. Replacing the name totally with my name okay. made me lose that whole context. Okay, <laughs> but but do you remember which politician it was? I think it was. Uh, it was it was a presidential debate, and I'm trying to remember. And somebody tra- were trying to say they were like John Kennedy, and now I feel. Really 
really silly because I made a historical reference, which I have now incomplete, but it will be in the show notes like always. Uh, when I do this, I, I go out on a limb and then have to just jump off and say show notes, which I'm doing now. So Dan, I, I, I think this is wonderful. You know, you know I, I, one final thing for our listeners, you know, if you want to, I'm going to give you permission here on the air. Uh, Karen's going to going to look at me funny when I say this, but I, I occasionally. So we always have that little amusing thing at the end of the show that I oh, send yeah. you, and I, and I I actually it's hard for me sometimes to find one. You know, Karen and I disagree about what's funny sometimes, and we can't get one. So I want to give you permission that if we don't have one, you know, you could just like sort of put your own like record yourself and put something funny in there, and and I think uh, I think okay, you should feel yeah, free to do that anytime you like. Definitely. Yeah, I will definitely find some of that. So, 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 Dan, so, Dan, thank you for coming, helping us as an audio engineer here. And thank you for all your years uh, being a volunteer producer of Freeze and Freedom. We so appreciate it, Dan. Thank you. Thank, and I always like that you guys do mention that. It's nice. When I'm editing it, when I do listen, just in case, <laughs> I'm pointing at Karen. So, so listeners, he's, um, missed, he's missed the yeah. parts where we say, make sure nobody emails Dan about this. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, he's I missed every missed one of those parts. But I, I have a, a moment to smile to myself while listening to editing something and hearing you guys say nice things so thank you yeah it's always great to help and spread the spread the message of free software and copyleft and and all that goodness well i'm chairing a session upstairs so we're going to head back to the conference and uh hopefully hopefully we'll have dan back again uh sometime soon that was so much fun well, I, I'm glad that we got a chance to talk to Dan. And a lot of the stuff we talked about was not really necessarily free software related. Some of it was. But uh, just talking with Dan about what he's been up to and what he's done over the last couple of years, I think, is I think is interesting. Yeah, I find him to be such a compelling person. He also has a great voice. Yeah, well, he has a, I mean, I mean, you're not supposed to say it this way because it's actually an insult, but he has a voice for radio. Um, he has... but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I guess the insult is you have a face for radio, which I did not say. I said he has a voice for radio, but he has one of those voices that, like, you you expect to turn on the radio at like midnight. Uh, so, okay, uh, let me explain something to people. Um, uh, so, when when you're my or Karen's age, when you were a kid, what? what? Yeah, I'm so much younger than you, Bradley. Okay. So, when you were a kid, you <laughs> had you had usually one television in the house, right? Just the one. And not everybody could watch television. And you had a lot more radios than televisions. Like, so the, there was this era that wasn't okay, my that era. that actually was not my childhood. So okay. my, our small, our small age difference does make a difference here. Apparently. No, I think it's your, your, your wealth as a child. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm giving you a hard time. Anyway, yeah. I, I was a, I was a, you know, in a working class family, we had the one TV, right? And also there were lots of radios. You didn't have a TV in your room. Like that wasn't. A thing that you got if you were a lower middle class kid in the 1980s. You didn't have a t your own TV in your room. You just didn't have it. Oh, I did have some rich relatives and got hand me down TV. Like I got, I did have a TV in my room because yeah, I got so, it from someone else. I never had a TV but in yeah, my room. It does but say my age my that so, I had a television in my room. That does so, indicate that I'm old. Right. So you listen. So you listen to the radio because the only the only thing I had in my room was a radio. So once you go to bed, all you listen to is radio. So. So I, as a kid, I listened to a lot of very late night radio and Dan Lynch has that voice that like you would turn on the radio at like midnight, 11 PM or midnight and you'd hear the voice of the DJ. Like he has that voice, the voice of the late night, uh, like friendly DJ who's there to be with you for the, for the night hours. You know, he's that guy. He has that voice. <laughs> So, which is a cool voice, and so he yeah, does I, have a cool voice. Yeah, and that's and that's why he's good good with podcasting. That's why he's a good you know good uh, as a and singer. He's, and and so he's forth. a cool guy. 
Yeah, so Dan, I mean, that's, I mean, you heard me ask him about that. The, the, the interesting thing to me is that Dan is somebody who came to free software not through the usual means. Like, like me, I'm, I'm just like the canonical way you come into free software. I was a computer science student. I read Stallman's writings as a kid. It influenced me, and I became a free software activist, right? But Dan's different because he came as a musician. He came, you know, he got into tech later, all that stuff he talked about, which is really interesting. And I think that we need more diversity of background in our community, as well as other types of diversity as well. But diversity of background is really important to help our community not be just a bunch of computer science geeks, you know, who are basically just like me, which is bad. Definitely. I mean, all, all, all of the people who are here are already here. So yeah. getting a, different people to talk about how they came here so that they resonate with other people. Yeah. I think it's the most important thing. I, I remember once upon a time, you told me that it was a waste of time to try to advocate to non-technical people. And I, I appreciate your your skepticism and, and what you said at the time, but I, I I still think that it's it's really important, and I think having people who have these different viewpoints are a critical piece of that, as you say. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. So, um, so uh, so let's uh, let's let's uh, think for a minute, Karen, about what we're going to talk about on our next episode of Freeze and Freedom. So, Karen, what do we have coming up on our next episode? Oh, it's an incredibly exciting episode. Uh, no, I'm trying to remember what it is that we're doing next time. Oh, right. Um, so our next episode, we're going to talk about something, um, uh, some recent happenings. So we heard some news from the Linux Foundation that they launched an initiative called Community Bridge, and we're going to talk about it. So uh, next episode, you can hear about the Community Bridge to Nowhere, and we'll talk all about that. <laughs> um, in the meantime. What can listeners do to support us, Karen? Please help us by supporting the Software Freedom Conservancy. You know, it's neither of us wants to do the shill part of the episode, so uh, but I'll do it this time. Uh, so uh, if you like listening to this, um, we could really use your help to keep going. So please donate at sfconservancy.org slash supporter. Yep. And also, I, I just know that we, we record this on our Saturday nights. That's when we typically do it. Uh, we're doing this because we really care about our listeners. We wanted to get it going again. It's been tough to do while we work at Conservancy. So by supporting us at Conservancy, you're really making sure that we are able to keep going and not have to be freaking out about is Conservancy okay with the amount of donations we're getting. We can focus on our regular work and get our Saturday nights free for uh, doing oddcasting for you. And also, obviously, if you use one of these services to get the podcast from, leave us reviews there. Uh, that's not always something we want people to sign up for. So don't go sign up for iTunes or whatever just to leave us a review. But if you're already there, please leave us a review. Uh, we do have an account on Twitter, which doesn't have tons on it. But if you like to follow something on the Twitters, you can go to faith at FaithCast and do that. You can email us with your with your love and support or your harsh criticism we'll take it yeah and we actually got some uh got some interesting emails after our uh our big saga there of the four uh episodes uh of the talk and somebody emailed in and, and said that it was pretty painful but they uh you know just just thinking about how how difficult it is to use only free software uh, they had faced that themselves but uh they uh, they suggested maybe we could do 
uh, cover something. And so I think maybe in a future episode that'll help. So even if you just write in with com- complaining about the world of free software today, it might give us ideas for the show. So feel free to write in with that too. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Free as in freedom is produced by Dan Lynch of danlynch.org. That's D-A-N-L-Y-N-C-H dot O-R-G. The Free as in Freedom theme music was written by Mike Tarantino and is performed by Mike Tarantino with Charlie Paxton on drums. You can learn more about our work at the Software Freedom Conservancy at the website sfconservancy.org. Conservancy is a 501c3 charity and is supported by your donations. An RSS feed for this show is available from faith.us. That's F-A-I-F dot U-S. All episodes of Free as in Freedom are licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 4.0 International License. This offer ends soon, so call right now. Our operators are standing by.